Yo, juicy, I'm in a back like Vidic. Yeah, man, I got 90 minutes. I got my eye on the ball, but I see red on my right, no Kimmich. But if you reach his pocket, I'm gonna see cards from Dean. That's a one match ban from leagues, so I can't ride out for the team. So I can't ride out for the if they ask me who the goal is, I gotta say Nicholas Bentner. I know I'm just joking, everyone knows that Messi is better. I'm trying to get my sterling up in this city, so see if we play. As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé. But no the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle, we get straight to the action. Come on, lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamatsi, we wear headbands for the fashion. If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them. I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah. Uh, I got my eye on the boat. Uh, I got my eye on the boat. Yeah, I got my eye on the boat. I got my eye on the boat. You already know where it is, people. We're back once again, live and direct, bringing you content, bringing you the best content um, in the UK. And when you see our faces, you know it's time for eyes on the court, man. It's time to talk a bit of hoops. Time to talk a bit of buckets. Um, but before we get into it, man, people, what are you saying, man? What are you look, what are you look saying? Bless, bro. Bless, man. Looking forward to getting stuck in, man. A lot of uh, more moves since we did our last episode. Obviously, Back. breaking down the, the trade market. So, lots to get into, man. You can even say the buyout market was even more interesting even than crazy, the trade man. market. Man. So, a lot to get into. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a big week or two in the NBA, so looking forward to dissecting that. Fam, the people are saying, when's your next article, NBA article, no them, man. I lie. There's so much has happened, I don't even know what to write about. <laughs> Where do you even start? Hey, articles soon come from these sides as well, man, soon come. Andrew, what were you working on? You want to give us a sneak peek? <laughs> championship picture, championship picture. Okay. Or NBA, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Young thing coming real soon. Want to pick up the pen like like us man over here on these sides. Don't think we didn't see fan side Pride of London. Shout to you on that one. Trust me, trust me. Shout out, shout out. Not even that's a that's a little thing. That's big time, bro. That's big time. Hey, but it was a hiatus for me, man. Uh, yeah, the pen coming back. 100%, 100%. Appreciate you guys all the same. It's all love, it's all blessed. But yeah, man, fam, buckets, hoops. Um, one of our favourite sports, basketball. So much has happened. Um, bro, Like, there's not even an ideal place to start. But what I would say is, obviously, with the title of the, the episode and whatnot, we're talking about the championship picture. So the first question I'll just throw out to you, man, something to, for us to discuss is... It's, it really comes down to the Lakers and the Nets. I mean... Everyone can do what they want to do. Everyone can do their little thing here, their little thing there. Um, plug the holes there. Plug the bro. It comes down to arguably the best team on paper in the NBA and the reigning champs. So, what, what do we think, man? In the dim, in, in terms of the Nets and the, the moves they made. So obviously, Blake Griffin was added a bit earlier, and then adding Lamarcus Aldridge, who's not having the best of seasons. But, bro, like I, I don't believe in that. Best not having the best. If you put a still like player, an eight or nine time all star, if you're putting a quality player with quality other quality players and he's in a happy situation, bro, he's gonna ball out. Do you know what I'm saying? So, what what, what do you think about the Nets? The Nets, I think, as a team, they've improved from the James Harden trade until now. Defensively, they've got better. They're still not a top defense, but they're good enough where they can compete night to night out against teams. And adding Blake Griffin and and Lamarcus Aldridge just one gives them depth, but I think it also adds to what they're trying to do. You know, Blake Griffin is not going to be the star that he once was, but he'll come in. You know, he'll stretch the floor, be elite on pick and rolls. Um, on the offensive side of the ball and will catch lobs, get rebounds. Same thing with Lamarcus Aldridge, apart from the lobs. So, you know, it just adds to the depth of the Nets and it just gives them, from a talent perspective, it, it gives them as much talent as anybody in the NBA and talent wins championships and that's what they're trying to do. And, and I like the moves. I like the moves because one, you're showing this is a clear intention. We're going for a championship right now. So it's pushing everybody in that same direction. And when everybody knows what the score is, I think everybody can pull 
in that one championship direction. I think hopefully they can get KD back healthy soon because seeing all of that talent on the floor together will be will be good for them so they can build towards the postseason. But from what they've done in, in the, the buyer market, the trades, it's been one sig it's been one move which is to win uh win it win an NBA championship and I can't fault them for that. Yeah, no, listen. Uh they definitely sent a message, man. For me, that's what the Aldridge uh, pickup said mostly. Um, I don't think he's going to have a huge impact on the court. But um, they're sending a message, man. They're coming to win. I mean, they ain't holding no chill. Like, do you know what I mean, they're getting any quality player that they can get. Um, as you said, LaMarcus, good pickup. Can stretch the floor. Um Decent, de he's decent, decent defensively. Obviously, they no, he's not. He's not decent. He's, he's, not, he's, he's not. below average, in my opinion. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't great. He wasn't decent. You know, he's not. I, I think, I think he. There's going to be less on his plate. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to yeah. be asking him to be post up Lamarcus Aldridge. Do you know what I mean? He can. He's veteran enough to understand where to be. Do you know what I mean? And play a role. Not that he's going to be like a great defender for them, but. They don't really have much. Who is their best defender at the five? Do you know what I mean? He's not Claxton. much better than... But how much minutes is Claxton going to get when you've got DeAndre Jordan, you've got Lamarcus, you've got Blake, you've got Jeff Green? How many minutes is Claxton? More than you think, actually. More than you think, actually. I think he, oh. he gets some quality minutes. And that, and that right there is opening a can of worms because these are veterans, bro. Like, I don't think... I think you could... Obviously, ideally, you know, everyone understands their role and takes takes a step back if that is decision that the decision that Steve Nash makes. But I don't see that happening, bro. Blake Griffin, six or seven time All Star. Lamarcus Audrey, six or seven time All Star. Them man ain't gonna be happy sitting on the bench for Nick Claxton. That's what I'm saying. So I think it, it creates uh, some issues in the locker room if they do want to go with the defensive um, guy like Claxton. Do you know what I mean, that's why I'm saying that I don't think Claxton gives you much, even if he does, isn't he? I don't think he's gonna get the opportunity to show it. Do you know what I mean, I think Lamarcus gone. You know, I think this is more of a matchup thing. You know, you look at the East and you look at the best teams in the East, they all have big guys, and the Nets didn't have any big big guys that they could throw at Joel Embiid or Giannis or Obama Debayo. Those were the, the type of guys who were giving them problems. Do they now, have any now? No, but they can throw multiple people at them. Now it's not just one guy they're relying on, which was DeAndre Jordan at one point. Now you can throw Blake Griffin, you can throw Lamarcus Aldridge some minutes, Jeff Green, Claxton, all these guys. It doesn't have to be one sole guy. And that's what they're trying to do. Just load up because they know the East is a very big, you know, is a very big centered conference. The same yeah. thing with the West. Anthony Davis and Drummond, eventually who you have to see are big guys. It just gives you more bodies to throw at them. So you'll see multiple guys all the time. Yeah, I understand. But the issue with it is it muddies the waters because now it's like, are you going to give your actual best guy enough minutes? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, even I think the Lakers might have that same option, the, the same issue because now we know their best lineup is AD at the five. How many minutes is AD going to play the five now? Because Drummond is about playing the five. Montrez is playing the five. Because is playing the five. That's something I'll even add to that, though. Like, the, the, the reason, two things. The problem the Nets could potentially have when we talk about the championship picture is chemistry for one. Um, I really love Matt Barnes in it in terms of like NBA analysts and people that I like like to listen to. Like there's a lot of gimmicks and stuff like that, but Matt Barnes is real in it, and I like the way he talks, I like his analysis. And that's one thing he said. He said chemistry is one of the most underrated things mm -hmm. for, for championship teams, like liking each other, knowing each other, knowing the minutes, knowing your role, and accepting and accepting your role as well. exactly so. That's one thing. And the Nets, obviously, bro, getting this like a piece like Aldridge isn't filling a hole. That's a big time piece. Do you know what I'm saying? That you're trying to. Lamarcus Aldridge of five years ago, maybe, he got bought up by the Spurs for a reason. So I think when he came to the I Nets, mean, he knows who he is. He knows what he's doing. One, you say that, but my thing is, these men didn't just come to win a ring playing two minutes off the bench. They're ex like they went to these sides because, bro, to go to, to look the Clippers. Let's compare the, the the guys the Clippers got in the buyout market and the guys the Nets have got in the buyout market. The guys that the Nets got in the buyout market are guys that they would have needed to promise minutes to these guys Facts. for them to move to these to move to these teams. Because, in my opinion, 
bro, you think they're still not expecting one more payday in their careers? Like, you're, we're moving as if Aldridge is retiring next year. Like, moving like Griffin's retiring next year. These men, I think these men want maybe a two-year deal. Even like, more, so, more so for pride, bro. Like, I don't yeah. even think it's a financial thing. Just for their pride. You know what I mean? They're, they are ring chasing, and I'm sure they'll accept that. But they're not going to be happy not playing a role. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They're, no, they're multiple time all stars. They're gonna they're gonna expect, and I'm sure they've been promised. Do you know what I mean? An actual role, and it's it's gonna be tough yeah, to juggle all of that, no, especially no when, one... as you said, Claxton is one of the best bigs they got. Yeah, but no one said they won't have a role. What they what it will be based on is certain matchups will favor certain players. So in you know against the 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 Heat, for example, Blake Griffin might have to play more at the five than, you know, Deontay Jordan or, or Lamarcus Aldridge will. And it would just be based on the matchup. It wouldn't be anything personal to that guy. And I think you have to give these guys credit. Like, Lamarcus Aldridge had other, other other options on the table. Same thing with Blake Griffin. But they knew, I, I think they knew the score when they came to the Nets. I don't think they came here expecting to be... I, I hear what you're saying, so but... Star look, guys. I'm not giving the Marcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin credit for joining the Nets. Like, I, I personally, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no, but no, I'm saying credit in saying in in not in them realizing what their role is and not trying to be the star that who they once were. But that's my thing, though. Like these men, the reason no, and this ties in nicely to what I even wanted us to discuss because Blake Griffin came out in an interview and was like, "Oh, people were saying, people were saying I'm dead. People were criticizing me before." And then now that I'm on the next, people are saying that's unfair, da di da di da. That's that's BS. That's BS. And I'm not hearing it. And the reason why I say that ties into what you were just talking about right now. The reason why we were criticizing these guys, calling these guys out, is because they are quality players. They have the ability to take their, their team to the playoffs. And maybe they might not be able to win, but at the end of the day, the competitive nature of the NBA and what people want to see is guys being able to compete, guys being able to show themselves out. Blake Griffin, hold on, because I know you're coming back. Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge were guys that were, they were supposed to be cornerstones of the fr franchises they were drafted to. Like it wasn't so long ago that, what's it called? Lob City happened. And then even, even the Pistons had hope in Griffin taking them back to the promised land in terms of at least them getting to the playoffs. The fact that they haven't even made a playoff appearance during the time that they had Blake Griffin shows that he didn't live up to expectation. So now that these men who we expected so much from, that's why we were criticising them, have gone to a team where, in my opinion, they have, like, of course they've added quality, but at the end of the day, bro, the Harden, Kyrie, KD, like, those are the main guys. Like, of, why can't we criticise those moves? Like what? 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 What good? F personally, yeah. Personally, you can do whatever you want because who am I to question a man's decision on what he wants to do in his life, how much money he wants to make, and what he wants to accomplish when it's all said and done? But as analysts, as people who watch basketball and analyze it and break it down, fam, we're allowed to criticize and criticize them, and whether they want to take it on board or not take it on board, fam, I don't care. You you don't have to listen to it. But at the end of the day, I'm calling it for what it is, and it's it's not i won't say it's a coward move but it's like you you, you are what you are and you've accepted what you are you, you weren't good enough simple as the no, key word, Blake, you mean? Facts. yeah oh the yeah. key word there is were in that they were once guys who could do that i have to remind you lamarcus Aldridge was bought out by the spurs the spurs who are contending for a playoff spot they could have kept him they chose not to the same thing with the pistons the pistons are terrible and they chose to get rid of Blake Griffin. They paid him to leave. They didn't no, pay him to sit on the bench. They paid him to leave. No, but the Lamarcus one's context, worse. Though. Yeah, the, the Lamarcus, Lamarcus one is worse yeah. because the Spurs are at, the, the Pistons know that they're bad. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. The Pistons and Blake wanted to leave as well. Exactly. Like, like, the crazy thing is, I have achieved. Lamarcus one is like the Spurs basically gave up on him. But no, the crazy thing is, we we watched Blake Griffin this season be terrible. He was not very good. And now we've come to the conclusion that maybe maybe he isn't what he once was. And now he's gone and decided to play a role off the bench for a championship. Yeah, but in the, dim, the point I'm making is even not being, even what Blake Griffin is right now, isn't Blake Griffin still good enough to be a star on an NBA team? That's what I'm trying to say. A starter, yeah. 
Exactly. But he's gone to yeah. a team where he's not going to, well, he pretty much isn't going to start. Do you know what I'm saying? He's not he's not a part of the strongest lineup in quotation marks. But then I think, what I think was his other knows. options? Yeah, but I'm sure you would honest, have had options. I'm sure you would have had teams there. You think the, the Nets were the only team that wanted Blake Griffin? No, but I don't but I'd like to see the other options and what they were offering. I think he just knew where he's at in his career, man. Like he knew that he wasn't gonna be a cornerstone guy for do you know what I mean? A good team. Do you know what I mean? It's, fam, it happens. Like, vets get to a point in their career where they understand but, that, listen, my, do you know what I mean? This is the ch- chance that I'm going to have to win a ring and I'm going to pursue it. Do you know what I mean? Ray Allen but, did it. Yeah, no, to... Go on. No, no, sorry. Just quickly. And, and the reason why I want to piggyback off that is because that's what I'm basically saying. Like, I'm not giving you credit for coming to that realisation. What I'm trying to say is that that realisation happened and we've now accepted that I wasn't good enough. So now I'm going to go and win a ring for my career. I'm going to do what I need to do to, to 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 have some sort of accomplishment. I'm not giving you credit for that. I don't no. think it's, I'm, I, I wasn't good enough. I think it's, I'm not good enough anymore. More than anything. I don't, no. because I, because you don't think Blake, Blake Griffin in his career, in when he was younger, thought that I could win a championship with the Clippers or the Pistons. Of course, but then he didn't. Yeah, but now he looks yeah. at himself and he's maybe not the same player he once was. But and I, I, the thing is, I totally understand your logic. But at the end of the day, when it's all said, look, Chris Paul will always be um, remembered as a great point guard. And the, and the reason why context might even pr- be provided to Chris Paul is because a lot of people will say that if not for his injury, he would have got to the to the um, to the NBA Finals and at least had a chance to compete in the NBA Finals. So context for a guy like Chris Paul can be applied. But to guys like Carmelo, to guys like Blake Griffin, guys like Lamarcus Aldridge, like we love these guys because of their ability, what they add to the league and whatnot, and everything that they're doing. But when it's all said and done, the question will be: Were these guys good enough to win rings? Yes. Did they show that though over the course of their career? No, because they didn't win the ring. That's my point. That's what I'm trying to say. And you could even argue that whether they were good enough or not. Like I don't think Blake was ever good enough to be the best player on the championship team. But that's the question, though. Like, fam, we, um, like Nadim's disagreeing with that, and I'm basically saying that that's that's the fact. Like, bro, these men thought they were good enough to be the best player on championship teams. They competed, but they fell short. And even you look, you look like that. But fam, let's go back to Blake Griffin's career. The Clippers had a three-one lead in the in the in the um second round. Yeah, against the um, Rockets. I, forgot who, I think it was against yeah, it was against the Rockets and they lost that. No, with James was, Harden sitting on the to, bench. To be honest, to be no. honest, Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge are not the ones I'm disagreeing on. It's Camelo. Camelo was good enough to win a championship. Yeah, enough, he he ran good. into he ran into Kobe and, and Dirk and Spurs more than anything. No, but I know, but fam, yeah. you think so I don't think Camelo is the best example for that one. I think Blake I and Lamarcus are fine. And the reason why I disagree again is because when we're looking at LeBron, you think people you think people give LeBron the excuse of oh, people yeah, but try not to everybody is him. LeBron. Not everybody is what? LeBron. LeBron is a different standard to everybody. No, no, else. no, no, no. Okay, cool. It's because of the name. Forget the name LeBron. Just look at the situation and look at it on paper. Like, forget the name now. It's just a different. It's the same example, but just in different um in a different league or different stratosphere. But the same example, fam. LeBron clearly on his own was he needed a little bit more help to beat the warriors the same way carmelo and these guys possibly needed a little bit more help to win when they had to win but these guys did what they had to do as as much as we criticize kd for what he did when he went to the warriors again different example but he showed himself to be the best player on that team so he was the best player on that team and they won imagine he didn't win the same way the clippers that's the reason why everyone's on the clippers because Kawhi went there, was the best player on that team, and wasn't good enough to win. That's my point. Being not being good enough to win, just because it's a strong statement, shouldn't be like we shouldn't be scared to say it. Yeah, it shouldn't be something that we 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 should frown, frown upon. It's not. I'm not trying to that, like beat these guys up. I'm just calling it for what it is, and that's just me, isn't it? Yeah. To be honest, just to get back to the Nets, isn't it? I think I think it does. You know, as you said, Jim, it does add depth. You know, you're not, you're, you don't say no to that. You know what I mean? It's not like you had to give anything up to go get him. Do you know what I mean? You don't say no to that kind of pickup. 
But I do think it makes things tougher for for Steve Nashman. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be a tough, uh, tough to to manage those minutes, manage those personalities, especially once the playoffs come, man. But um, as, as we know, it, it's all down to to KD, James Harden, Kyrie, Joe Harris. Can't even forget Joe Harris in that unit because he is a part of uh, their their best lineups. Um, so I think it's going to be very interesting to see what bigs they do play alongside them the most because Nadim, as much as you say it's matchup based. You need to have your base, yeah. You know I mean your base lineup. Because the Lakers, it's it's AD at the five. Do you know what I mean the Clippers last year? Uh, they decided to go with Trez. I think they that was wrong. Do you know what I mean because they should have went with Zubac, but uh, mm. Trez was their base. Uh, their, do you know what I mean he was part of their closing lineup for the Nets? It's they're gonna have to find a fifth guy that they can trust. Because bro, some people are even saying it should be Bruce Brown. Some people no, say yeah. play KD at the five. And have Bruce Brown, Joe Harris, KD, Kyrie, James Harden. Do you get what I'm saying? So it, it's well, going to be tough for for Stephen to navigate. Do you, do you think? Do you think the Lakers' strongest lineup is AD at the five? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. And and unless, be, unless and unless play in the forward positions, LeBron, LeBron at the four. Um, it's probably KCP, Schroeder, and then you choose between. Then it's about matchups. You choose between Caruso, um, Kuzma. Uh, Drummond, sometimes maybe even Gasol. You know what? I slightly think, I slightly think you just to see how it is. Of course, again, it's matchups, it's matchup based because I do think Keith, Trez, and Gasol have so much much to offer as well. But I think Drummond should start like with AD and we see how that works. Oh, yeah, but closing is a different. Oh, closing, yeah, fair enough, isn't it? Fair enough, that's a different. I think he starts, yeah, 100%. But if in a closing lineup, do you, let's say you're facing the Nuggets in, the, in game seven, do you want uh, like AD on Jokic? Do you know what I mean? Or do you want Drummond? No, I think you want AD in the closing lineup. Oh, he's yeah, he's yeah, arguably yeah. the best defender in the NBA. But I think Drummond will be used a bit like Dwight Howard. Remember how Dwight Howard came into that series against the Nuggets and he just frustrated Jokic more than anything. Yeah. Caught lobs. And one but thing that don't forget, Dwight Howard sat on Dwight Howard did not play actually apart from game one, he didn't play a minute against the Rockets. Remember, yeah. and that's what I'm saying is is Drummond gonna be all right with that? Same thing, but, with no, the but Nets. my thing is though, the different and this is what I was trying to explain to you. Um, to I think it was you, Darren, in it the, the difference between Drummond and Javel and Dwight. Um, so Javel and Dwight being together is. Drummond provides so much offense as well. Like it's not just the defense. He's not just the guy that you say, yeah, come, come, come stick on Jokic as well. Like Drummond can give you quality points, especially in times where you need like um cheap points, things I call cheap points, just quick twos just here and there. And the thing is about the Lakers, what, what we were missing is bro. Hey, the that. way we slid into this Drummond topic, by the way, is mad. We didn't even <laughs> line it up. We just slid straight in. That's what you call effortless transition right there. For real, man. That's how the Lakers go, <laughs> man. Make sure and that. Hey, Lakers transition, baby. <laughs> hey, just know that that's another thing that Drummond's going to bring, by the way. They can play the same way they played last year. Lockdown defense, secure the rebound, push the ball in transition. That's no, the same right. thing they were last year. Now they're going to be doing that same shit again. And and what I was trying to say is like, when you crash the glass with a guy like Drummond, like it's it's not just the, the, the defensive rebounds, bro. The guy averages five offensive rebound, rebounds a game. Like, you know, that's going to be so vital, bro. Oh. Like, like, that's going to be crazy. That's huge. Like, Bro, like, this is what I'm saying. Like the drum and pickup was huge, and we 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 been knowing even before there were even rumors of us trying to go for the um, Drummond and all of that. We knew, bro. Drummond is the guy that is needed right now to for the Lakers to have any chance because I can guarantee you now, if the Lakers didn't get Drummond, there's no chip coming. To LA. <laughs> Maybe if the Clippers get through, but there was no chip coming through. In my opinion, we needed Drummond just so so much so because. Like, I don't want a situation where we forget about the rest of the teams in the conference. Bro, there's mm. other good teams in the conference that could cause upsets and surprises. 100%. Um, So, and I don't like the way people were sleeping on um on the Suns as well. Like, they've got a nice elite big man. And that's what I'm saying, bro. And that's what I'm saying. We would have struggled guarding a guy like Aiton because Trez is too small. Gasol yeah. is too slow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So then it's basically AD at the five, but you need... 
other options. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. you don't want Aiden to be eaten on everyone else, not named AD. And with, with AD's like injury, you want to exactly put less weight Pressure on, on him. Like, yeah, 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 on going toe to toe, bumping and grinding with these with these big centers in it. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes with the Lakers. But in terms of like the the whole picture, do you think it's gonna be a Lakers Clippers? Obviously, it depends on seeding, but do you think Lakers and Clippers are the two best teams in the West? Yes, I have to say Lakers Clippers two best team in the West. Um, but I think I still think the Lakers are in, in a league of their own above um in the West. I f- I still think the Clippers are closer to the pack than they are to the Lakers, closer to the Nuggets, the the Jazz, and the Suns than they are to the Lakers. Um, I just don't trust them yet. Do you know what I mean? Oh, hopefully, Rondo. Um, you know, has a big impact for them, but I don't think we'll see that until the playoffs. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's all going to be yet to be seen, uh, and they're going to be banking a lot on Rondo. But um, as you said, it bro, like we cannot sleep on the the Phoenix Suns. For me, they're one of the most complete teams in the league. Um, you can't sleep on the Denver Nuggets. Um, their GM was, yesterday was saying Jokic is the best player in the world. You know I mean, you could argue Jokic is a top five player in the world right now. So um yeah you can't uh see as and the Clippers have why are you pulling faces in the different faces bro you can definitely argue that you can definitely argue that bro take into account what he did in the playoffs last year and this regular season no no he's, he's a bowler I'll, I'll give him that just the top five but yeah no he's, he's named the top five now yeah name your top five yeah LeBron KD Anthony Davis uh Steph. Kawhi, uh, Kawhi would yeah, Kawhi would be in there. I think that's Harden. and even Harden is in there. Harden might be Harden might be fifth actually. Over Kawhi, maybe yeah. Harden is yeah. Harden, no, he's Harden been, is well, he's special since he shut up. Is it also <laughs> he you, to Brooklyn? Yeah, you like Embiid or Embiid or Jokic? Who do you like more as well? Because Embiid as well has an argument for being top five. Definitely, definitely. So, Both yeah. of them. It's good to see though, man, because yeah. um, not long ago, the big man position was dead. Do you know what I mean? All of these um, no. retired players uh, always criticising, always hating, saying, where are the big men? And big men are back now, and they're back in full shine. Like, Embiid and Jokic are two of the best big men we've seen and ever seen in the NBA. Do you know what well, I mean? I, and then I you think... still got AD. Do you know what I mean? Like, there are bigs. On a different, just to move away quickly, just to finish that point, what I love about Embiid and Jokic more than anything is that they have the old school game with like a new, new, like new era type of feel. Like they've just combined both. Bro, they're both shooting 40, 40 plus percent from free. That yeah. tells you everything you need to know because they're both two of the most um, efficient players in the paint and mm. they're shooting 40 percent from free. Yeah, and, and they both shoot like 80 plus from the free throw line. Like, like those two are special. Yeah, but to go back onto the next topic, I think last topic, I think the Lakers are the favorites when everybody's healthy, not just in the West, but for me, I think in the NBA as well. I I'm a bigger fan of the Clippers than people than most people are. I like their team and I understand the trust aspect. You know, what they did last season, the way they it's not just the fact that they lost, it's the way they lost as well. I think that's who they lost to and who they lost to as well. That turned a lot of people off. But if you look at the Clippers, they're not weak in any in any facet of a team. They, they have no weaknesses, really. The only issue they have is injuries and consistency. At times, they play down to the level of the competition. Then when it's time to face top teams, they, they show up, which is what they did last year. You again. know the one flaw I think they have, yeah? I don't think that they, they don't do enough in the paint. Do you know what I mean? Because I feel like it's either you can dominate from the perimeter or you can dominate in the paint. And the Clippers, I feel like they're neither. No, but fam, they're the best um, three-point shooting team in the league. They're, they're, they're number one in three-point percentage. So you have to mm-hmm. for that. And they like so that's efficiency in their three-point shot, which no, means they're, they're, they're getting good looks. And if they're getting good looks without Ronda, imagine the looks that they're going to get with Ronda. True. That's the point I was trying to make when they get to the playoffs. I just, I feel like, I don't know if I can bank on it, but... No, no. The trust aspect is... The trust aspect is a hundred. I will understand anybody that says they don't they don't trust the Clippers. 
they you have to earn that back after what what they did. But I think Tyloo has created a system and an, an environment that they will flourish in. He's given more responsibility to Paul George. You're seeing more of the OKC Paul George. You're seeing the offense run less through Kawhi, but he's still being just as effective. You know, you're seeing other touches for other guys. So he's going through his main guys. And now what they have on the defensive end is that it used to be in closing lineups, you couldn't play Lou Williams because teams would pick on him. Mm-hmm. There's really no one you can pick on now in that Clippers team. You know, Ronda is a great defender. Paul George and Kawhi, they're arguably the two get best wing defenders in the NBA. I think Ronda can get picked on. I think Ronda not not in the extent that Lou Williams would. No, yeah. not the Lou Williams. Ronda, Ronda's Luke a smart Luke, Luke Kennard can get picked on. But he's not a closing defender either. He's not a closing oh, yeah, defender. He won't close, but... Exactly. He's, he's probably defender as well. He's one of the best shooters that they have, though. Do you know what I mean? But, so if yeah. they have struggles knocking down shots, he's not yeah. an option. No, yeah, but I, I think their closing lineup would end up being someone like Ibaka, Batum, Paul George, um, Kawhi. Kawhi, and Rondo, most likely. And we'll probably see Markeith as well. Actually, Markeith, yeah. Markeith as well. Marcus, yeah. Marcus. Marcus, sorry, Marcus, yeah. So they, that lineup... It's probably the best. <laughs> it's one of the best, if not the best, closing lineups in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, more or less, I think for them, more than anything, is more mental than physical. Because I think on the court, they're as talented as. I think as it's any- chemistry as well, though, man. They got, a, they got, because a, I mean, a lot of them are all rounders. Do you know what I mean? Like Kawhi does a bit of everything. Paul George does a bit of everything. Even Marcus Morris does a bit of everything. Like. But I think that's what that's what bringing a guy like Rondo does to this team. Like, it brings a bit of sense to all the guys who do a bit of everything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the thing about Swiss Army Knives is that you need someone to be able to use it. Someone exactly. Use you it, need it. Like, yeah. And, 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 Rondo, and I think Rondo is that guy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. Rondo can definitely be that guy to use Kawhi, use Paul George, use Marcus Morris, who do a bit of everything. And to, to Nadim's point, bro, it's like when they when they, they play down to the level of opposition, that's why sometimes they end up losing games they should have should lose. But then when they face big teams, that sometimes they're up for it and they just they, like yeah. bro, look at what they do out against the Bucks. The Bucks, oh, yeah, they, they, they work they, they the without they Paul George, work. without Beverly, without Rondo. Bro, they will blow you out if they want to. Them, as in work them. So yeah. we gotta we gotta give them credit where credit's due. And I think look, if if the Clippers do face the Lakers, that will be a hard hard test because it's not like them playing a team where they're playing down to their level, like they uh, um, mm-hmm. underestimated the Nuggets. They're going to be up for the Lakers like in that series. They're going to be up for it. And I think they have a coach in Tyloo who, you know, isn't probably respected as much as he should be by me as well, who I think he's more of a player's coach than Doc Rivers probably is. I, I just think he understands the era of players more than Doc Rivers probably does. Because he... he... He, he he retired not long ago. Not long ago. He was a player yeah. not long ago. It's the reason why LeBron rated him so highly and all those yeah. guys did. So, you know, I, I think he'll, he'll put them in the best position to succeed. Their issue, as I said, is more mental than physical mm-hmm. because what they did that what they did last season, it leaves scars. So what happens in tough situations? Say they get to a game seven against the Lakers and it's a tie game with three minutes to go. Are you going to do exactly what you did last season or are you going to rise above that? And that's where I think the trust factor comes in. And that's that's where... It's, it's a sticky one, man, because do you want the ball in Rondo's hands when things get tight or do you want them yeah. in Kawhi's hands? No, I want them in Rondo. Let Rondo over, over Kawhi. Let Rondo orchestrate what's going to happen. Get players in the right positions. Even so last year with the Lakers as well, Rondo had the ball in some critical situations. Not every time. But sometimes let your veteran point guard, your leader, your coach on the floor take charge and put everybody yeah. in the right situation. Yeah, no. I agree to an extent, though, innit? Do you know what I mean? Because I still feel like Rondo weren't handling the ball more than LeBron. Yeah, no. I mean? yeah, At the end yeah. of the day, Kawhi is going to need the ball in his hands. Do you know what I mean? And we ain't even mentioned Paul George. Do you know what I mean? He needs to touch the ball late in game as well. He's not just going to catch and shoot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they they navigate that. But just to go back to a couple other teams that I I, I mentioned in the West, and because I didn't really get stuck in the way I wanted to, I think I spoke about I got stuck on Jokic about the Nuggets. I was just saying how you can't look past the Nuggets still. Do you know what I mean Jokic, Jamal Murray just picked up Aaron Gordon, who can guard either Paul George or Kawhi and do a good job. Do you know what I mean? Um, I think the Jazz are probably. The one that I'm taking as least seriously out of the three, but um, 
you still got to give them credit. They led the league in three-point attempts and percentage basically throughout the year. Do you know what I mean? So if they have a series where they're lights out from three, they can beat anyone. Do you know another, what I mean? So we've got to take another, them seriously. Yeah. Another team, like, I, I haven't spoken about Phoenix and that's weird because I like them a lot. But Phoenix, uh, they'll be a tough out for anybody. And I, but I feel like they're missing one player, just one player, one difference maker. But they have length. What, 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 what role? I think a forward, forward more than anything. And Jake Adam and I think it's Mikael Bridges. Yeah, yeah, Mikael yeah. Bridges. Yeah. yeah, they're obviously two, you know, great wing players as well. And Mikael Bridges is ascending, and he's been given more and more, and he's played this season. But I just feel like they're just missing one guy in that forward position, someone that can make a difference in key possessions and key situations. Before I can put them into that Lakers Clippers category, and yeah, yeah, do, I hear that. Lakers Clippers is, is a, is a weird way, though. Would you do, yeah, uh, just just thinking about it, would you do um, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder for, um, obviously, this is not possible, but I'm just throwing it out there for Chris Middleton? Mm. I don't think, yeah. I don't know if the Bucks do that. Yeah, the yeah. Bucks don't do that. Yeah, but I think I would do that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense for the Suns. Yeah, sense. I'm saying, would you put them in that category if they had that free? So Chris Paul, Devin oh. Booker, and Chris Middleton. Oh, yeah. You think they're enough to win a ring? No, and that's probably no. why I don't make the trade. You know, because mm. Mikael Bridges is a special player, bro. Like, not right. not that he's like going to be an all star or anything, but he is going to be, if not already, one of the best role players in the league. Yeah, I think, but right. sometimes you just have to be special in your role, and that's what he is. And that's what he is, bro. He is a lockdown defender, knocks down shots. Um, can crash of the glass, like he is one of the best role players in the league. Like I can, yeah. I'm telling you now. Once the playoffs come, he's gonna go off for a twenty point, twenty five point night and win a game that they weren't supposed to win. I also yeah. think they need to, they need to uh, beef up their bench a bit. Their bench is sometimes a bit light. The, I think I, 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 the only thing that they're missing the of the year, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, apart from sorry, sorry. they picked up. No, they got, yeah, I'm just saying. Sometimes I feel like. I like to yeah, see more. more. Yeah, yeah, just more. Yeah, this is only thing that they're missing is a backup point guard because they're playing campaign. Yeah, and uh, another. Oh, sorry, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going. To, I was going to say another team that I don't think anybody in the West really wants to see is the Blazers, with David, CJ, the way they go about their business. They may not win a championship, but they'll make that series. That normal up. power, bro. That firepower is good. that firepower. Yeah. Hey, okay. listen, I, I, listen. Camelo, uh, I have Mike to put that team in that group, by the way. They're in that group with the Jazz, Nuggets, Suns, and uh, who's the last one? Yeah, Jazz, Nuggets, Suns. They're in that group because Damon CJ, explosive, bro. Bro, I, win you like, when, I, when I tell you now, yeah, people are talking about predicting who to get to the finals. I think it's harder to predict like who comes out of that bunch than anything to do with the bigger teams when it gets to the when it gets to crunch time yes. because those teams are also alike. They cancel each other in so many different ways. It's all gonna come down to star power and matchups. Who, who, yeah, who wants it more, fam? Like, do you know what I'm saying? We're going to see a bunch of seven game series early on. Bro. And nah, thing is, um yeah, there's so many teams in the West that you gotta respect. Do you know what I mean? Because we haven't even mentioned the team like the Warriors. Do you know what I mean? If the Warriors sneaking through a play in something like that, you don't want to face. If you're one of the teams we mentioned, the Nuggets, the Suns, you don't want to face Steph Curry, Draymond Green in in the series, bro. Like yeah. them man have got the experience on their side. Do you know what I mean? You got Steph Curry, the flamethrower who can just take over a series. Like the nah. the, the playoffs is going to be mad, man. The important thing as well with, with Steph, if he gets in the playoffs, he doesn't really have anything to lose. No one's going to expect him to do anything. So bro, he can just let. He can let go. And yeah, the stuff with nothing to lose is, is scary. Dangerous, scary. bro. Dangerous. Another thing, the man Draymond. Draymond, don't sleep on Draymond in the playoffs no, as well. Facts. The no, same no. way we would say Rondo shows up in the playoffs, Draymond is that same guy, bro. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he's a different player in the playoffs. Facts, facts, facts. Obviously, I know you wanted to mention the Mavs. Of course, we can't forget about the Mavs. They're definitely in that conversation. When you got Luca, you can always be that guy. I mean, look, we, we, we know what the West is. One thing I definitely did want to discuss again, we could have discussed the East as well. Like the, the East is stacked as well with Giannis and the Bucks. You got the Heat. Obviously, they're not playing. Group we'll save them for play. another episode, innit? Yeah, yeah. Now, facts, 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 facts. What I did want to get into though is the Rockets, man, and just look at James Harden, who's still playing at an MVP level. Guys like me, 
he's sh he shut me up quick time like do you know what i'm saying taking a different role um but still maximizing mm. his role maximizing the resources and the tools that had been given to him i guess for me what it is is now i want to see him have that same level of composure the same level of like playmaking skills when it comes to playoff time, crunch time, can he hit that big shot as well when it's needed? Because that's the, always been the question, James Harden. Bro, he's always been a regular season guy for the last like what six, seven years now. Exactly. And fam, guy. I wanna, I wanna see because he's not gonna be getting them little ticky tack calls that he normally gets. Yeah, you know so, I mean, them step back threes ain't gonna be dropping the same no more. So yeah, nah. So I guess the the the, the real crux or what I wanted to break down is just the Rockets and how bad things look for them going forward um lost daryl Morey, obviously to the 76ers lost mike d'antoni lost mike d'antoni about about four or five years and is there a lot of when you kick them out yourself so i mean yeah best coaches in the league yeah still a big loss because at the end of the day he was surefire playoffs with mike d'antoni they were what getting playoffs? to they were like the one two seed western, every year yeah, you know what I'm so western conference finals like every all of those things were guaranteed like when you had that kind of that kind of caliber coach and and everyone was on the same page more importantly do you know what i mean mike d'antoni and um daryl mori they were like like this do you know what i'm yeah. saying so it, it all made sense especially because it, it allowed james harden to thrive as well yeah so like the just to drive the discussion it's just like what could have the what could the rockets have done better in it so like just as an example the main thing is bro you could have had ben simmons and i said it i had been and maybe tyrese maxi bro I, I, i'm even yeah bro and i'm even like i preached that i said if you get ben simmons you put him in a new environment obviously being a 76ers fan i don't want to lose ben simmons but i feel like a better in one with looking objectively and looking at the player we talk about situations making a player that could have potentially made Ben Simmons into some a, a freak of nature, like Thanks. because you would have basically built a team like the Bucks. Exactly. You would have built something similar to that. Where even you look better at, than the Bucks, bro, because you had Christian Wood, who is a versatile big man. Do you know what I'm exactly, saying? Like, exactly, and on top of that, like what Giannis obviously has improved, but would just never have is the Ben Simmons has the playmaking ability what Giannis doesn't have like so for example now when the wall does come if Giannis was a great playmaker he'd find innovative ways to make plays for his other teammates for example obviously we blame the coach a little bit for that but when you have Ben Simmons now you put up a wall for him he can definitely playmake in my ability in my opinion and you've you found a way to have him in your in your what's it called your closing lineup do you know what I'm saying so, yeah, man, I think, yeah, the Rockets just made a bit... If we look at just the Bro, trade... If we, yeah, because if we actually break down the, what they actually Kruger, got for... I think they got Dante Exum and they got um, Karooks. Bro, Kyrie Savert's gone. Kyrie Savert's yeah, in yeah. Indiana. That's a, they lit, Bro, they traded... Because they, they traded uh, Kyrie Savert for Vito Oladipo. Vito yeah. Oladipo, they turned into Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a pick. A couple picks. Yeah. So you basically got for James Harden, you got I think seven or eight like dead first round picks because they're all from like um, do you know what I mean the Nets or the, the Heat? Do you know what I mean the Bucks? Dead first yeah. round picks. Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and what Kooks? Not even one young player that you can build around moving forward for mm. James Harden. Probably the what second, maybe third best player in the history of their franchise. When we look at it, yeah. Nadim, if I come to you, what was a worse trade? This trade, the Harden one, or the Cavs with Kyrie? Because they got Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder. At least they got Colin Sexton, bro. At least Harden. they got Sexton. The Harden one is, is well, obviously we'd have to see how the one pans out. See how the, yeah, yeah, the draft sure. and that. But at least when the Cavs did it, they got someone who, who was an all-star at the time back. They got a pick. They got Jay Crowder, a very good player. So at least the Cavs at the time could say, you got Isaiah Thomas. He was nearly an MVP last year. So twenty nine a game. Exactly. So the the Cavs had the Cavs trade with Kyrie made more sense. The thing with the Harden one is, and this is a slightly off topic one. I'm afraid it's going to impact um their coach Salas yeah. because he has been put in this unenviable position of 
always having to field players that either didn't want to be there or were new. Or then he brings players who are unhealthy or every single 10 games, this man has a new lineup. And no coach can work with that. Right. And I'm a, now they've come out of this 20-game losing streak. They, they lost again, I think, yesterday or night before or something. So what they do this offseason is so key. Now, I will say this, though. They have some nice young players there. Christian Wood is a nice building block. Kevin Porter Jr. would have been a high draft pick if it wasn't for all the other outside stuff. So he's a nice player to have. And they have a lot of nice role players there. What they do with John Wall would be key because John Wall is at the stage in his career where he probably wants to start winning championships and wants to be on a contending team. Does he want to stick around for a rebuild, which is what the Houston Rockets are in right now? Are the Houston Rockets going to give Silas the time to rebuild because we've seen this before with black coaches where they're the scapegoat and he will he's in a situation now where he could be made the scapegoat for an awful season by the GM and everybody in the hierarchy that I'm sure he didn't have much say in or maybe he did but no, what they what they did this look trading Harden he wanted to leave there's nothing you could have done about that but you couldn't even get Caris Levert on Jared Allen back or you know, Spencer Dimwini could have been added to that trade. I know he's injured, but that's a nice piece to have going forward. Um, um, then you could have gone to Ben Simmons, Tyrese Maxey, Thibault. All these were players you could have had. And you told me that's the best deal on offer. I, I just don't understand it. It seemed like almost they, they panicked and said, all right, James Harden, go. Nah, do you know what it was, bro? Because um, there's a lot, a lot of reports have been made on it. It's basically... You know they have they got new ownership a couple of years ago. Um, Tillman Fratita, yeah. basically don't want to pay. Do you know what I mean he don't want to he don't want to commit to any money. Do you know what I mean now or moving forward? Do you know what I mean Ben Simmons is on a max deal. Karis Levert probably would have uh, wanted big money. Oladipo wanted big money. Do you know what I mean? Any long term money, they I understand it. They want it on the books. I understand it, and I understand it from this perspective. But I'm not paying for anything that's not a championship team. But that, but bro, why are you owning a sports bro, team then? You, there's only one bro. team that wins the chip every oh, yeah, year, I mean, bro. That's why he offered James Harden the contract because he knew James Harden was a building block for a championship winning team. I don't think he looks at, you know, those other guys right now and says that's a team I could contend with. So I'd rather be in the position now where I'm not spending money. But, but what we're not looking at, what we're not focusing in on, sorry, because it's kind of going different way. Who's who? What is the thinking behind trading Karis Levert for Oladipo. Like, I need to know Bro, that. it's getting money off the books, bro. Karis Levert, um, he's on a fairly... He's on a three-year, like, A nice deal, bro. And they traded it for a guy who's on an expiring contract. That's my thing. So, getting money off that, getting money thing doesn't make sense. If you're... Not only being a basketball man, if you're... If you know simple maths, it didn't make sense. No, Even because... If you... No, it's long-term money, isn't it? The way he sees it is... Vito Oladipo is in the last year of his deal, so you're cleaning all his money off the books for next year. Do you know what I mean? Vito Oladipo is on probably around 20. Yeah, no, facts. You only do that if you know who you're you're getting. That's That's what I'm trying to say. You only do that if you know who you're getting in the the off-season. No, because they're they're tanking anyway. Do you know what I mean? So they're not... Cap space is the least of their their worries as far as who they're giving their money to. There's basically a, a floor, so they're going to have to give out a certain amount of money. Obviously, do you know what I mean? You have to pay a certain amount of guys a certain amount of money, but they're going to be tanking. And he's thinking, bro, I want my my um, salary bill to be as low as possible. And, and I genuinely think that's... Because I've heard um, numerous people say it. Do you know what I mean? Maybe it's not, do you know what I mean, factual. Do you know what I'm saying? But that is the, the rumours going around. that uh, He doesn't want to spend... As Nadim said, he doesn't want to spend money on a team unless it's going to be a winner. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But I, the way I see that is, like, that's just naive, bro. Like, it's money not, don't make money. Exactly, fam. Like, you think you're just going to come into, you're going to buy a team and start winning championships from the moment that you get, you, you touch down. Like, it's a process. You have to build the team. And they had a chance to do that. Do you know what I mean? They, they tried to go all in with Russ and James Harden. It didn't work. That's fine, bro. You you got and the thing is they actually struck gold. You struck gold with Christian Wood. You mm-hmm. struck gold with Kevin Porter Jr. So yeah. and now you have the chance to get potentially Karis Levert or a Ben Simmons. Like, how can you turn that down just because you want to be cheap? And like, and, and t- on top of that, that that being cheap thing would make sense to me 
if they didn't have Christian Wood and John Wall on the books, when you look at someone like the Magic and what they're doing in terms of how they cleared all their money off the books and they've only got young up-and-coming talent on the books mm. so going forward they've got cap space for days they they can they can bring in a star and whatever whatever route they they're basically flexible to go in whatever route they want to go into yeah that's my point with, with the rockets it, it still yeah, doesn't add what up they're doing as well you you basically what you do is you take in bad money so you know how everyone says john wall's the worst contract in the league yeah so you get draft picks as compensation do you know what yeah. i mean they gave away russ you get back John Wall and you get a pick. So that's yeah. that's basically what they're going to use their, their, their money for. Do you know what I mean? The, the money's not going to be used to for, for great players because they know they're not going to compete. They're basically using it to just collect draft picks and just um, see what they can do down the line. But but the draft picks they collected aren't even good draft picks. Unless you practice that. But well, you know, people are just infatuated with draft picks these days, draft bro. Picks, bro. Draft picks. Let me tell you now, yeah, picks are the most overrated oh concept in the NBA. Like, the, so only, the only place, the only sport where I understand wanting draft picks is the NFL. NFL because you can yeah. get players, you can get good players, starting players in the fifth, sixth round. In the NBA, once you go past the what eighteenth, the lottery, bro, the lottery. You're done. You're done. <laughs> the it's lottery. very rare. It's it's very, 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 very nice in the second. Rare, rare isn't even the word. It's it's it's, it's an outlier. Jamal Green <laughs> is a junior. It's a unicorn, bro. Jamal Green is not the norm. Draymond Green, Kyle Kuzma, um, Pascal Siakam, Pascal Siakam, bro. These guys, you don't, you don't just. That's the, rare. the only way you find those guys is if you have a good scout team. It's not about but, the kind of picks that you have. That's about your scouts. It's not just that as well. The, the Toronto Raptors get the benefit of the doubt when they draft people because they have shown an ability to get the best and to improve these young players. They develop guys. That's they develop that's guys they into... Siakam was never supposed to be who he is now. Fred Van Vliet as well. Van Vliet was yeah. never supposed to be this guy that was earning 80 million. Chris Larry, Larry to an extent. Larry was a journeyman in the, in the NBA that's, until he got yeah. there. DeRozan wasn't supposed to be what he ended up being. You know, yeah. so they have a they have a track record of improving guys and making them take the game to the next level. The Houston Rockets don't have that. You know they're who also has that, that track record, bro? The the Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah. So you can give them credit, do you know what I mean, for hoarding their draft bits because they know that's how we build our teams through the but draft. That's, and that's what I was even gonna say. Like I was gonna say now, I just pray to God that the and I, I don't even need to pray because I know Sam Presley is smart, smart and he knows exactly. what to do. These men will know what to do. Bro, I was even, we were bantering on, on the TL, but you could literally, with your 18 draft picks, yeah, you could slap six and say you want Bradley Bill. Well, seven, you say, hey, I'll give you seven draft picks now for Bradley Bill. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you've still got that many in the bank left. You can basically build a team and you only traded away picks. That's how crazy it is. Like, I honestly believe with what with the, with the Arsenal that these, that um, the OKC have, they can get a solid championship contending team and still keep Shea. That's how big, like the the the, the package that they that they, they've I, got available. I agree with that. But the reason why I don't see that happening is because they'll they'll be scared. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't think they'll commit to building a super team because look what Paul George did. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Paul George said he wanted to be here, he wanted to stay, he came for two years and he cut. Do you know I mean, I they were even lucky that they got um, the, the the compensation that they did get for him. So but I, mean, I think he that left was in free agency. I think the Paul George Westbrook one. I think that was everybody coming to the realization that we're not good enough to win the championship right now. So let's yeah, just two, two first yeah. round losses is what yeah. affected that. Him. Like yeah. it, I feel like if they went to a conference final or even an NBA final, Paul George would have signed. Him back, yeah. yeah, I think they, they, that was just a realization as an organization. But I think what they're going to do now is. Who's available, you know, going forward that you can trade for? Is Zach Levine going to be available? Is the next thing, you know, you never know what happens in the NBA. Bro, this year, there's a lot of players that are going to be on the move. Like, would you get a a guy going into the last year of his deal or a guy that has two years left on his deal? Do you know what I mean? Because more time, they're going to want to leave after the deal. And you get nothing for them. No, I think OKC can afford to. Okay, see, uh, uh, they can afford to let guys go in free agency. Or they can afford to send picks for a guy on an expiring contract. Most teams can't. H- hypothetical, then, if I was to say this to you, man. Let's How do we end up here? Huh? 
How did we end up here? We're talking about OKC, bro. We're talking about the Rockets, isn't it? We're talking about the Rockets. The NBA, innit? And that's that's where the picks took us, bro. Hypothetical though, if if imagine the Clippers don't do well and Kawhi says he wants to leave, imagine OKC signed Kawhi to a good deal because Kawhi (laughs) will be 31, what 32? I think he will be. Yeah, Uh, 31, I think it is, and um, you're still getting a top Kawhi, like a top five, top six, seven ish player. So you've now signed Kawhi and you've matched or paired Kawhi with Shea. I think that's when the what do you do building the team? Who do you go and get after that? Oh, you go get yourself a certified, certified big man, certified big man like a Carl Anthony Towns. You no, know, you could give Andre Drummond. You would have spare money to give him bread. And he, even him, I wouldn't give him a max. Do you know what I mean? I'd just give him. Do you know I mean something to keep him healthy because he's not going to get. N- not a lot of teams are going to be offering Drummond the max. Yeah. Off you say, listen, win a situation, offering money, c- come join our team. But what, what I don't, I don't what see do you... it though. I don't see like Kawhi going there in free. Oh, of course, there. OKC. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not like a that, that's one. another reason why they'll be scared to commit because no team is saying, right. "Oh, I'm gonna go OKC in free agency." On a, on a, on a different note, is, isn't Kawhi? When is Kawhi a free agent? Is it this year? This year. Yeah, end of end of this, this year. Him and Paul George. They both got... No, 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 no. Paul George signed on. Paul George signed on. Oh, yeah. On. Paul George signed that. Aye. Paul George signed for that big bag. He signed it because he knew that he had there was the potential he wasn't going to bag. No, like, no, In my opinion. Facts. facts. But no, yeah. but to be honest, bro, he signed yeah. it as well because it was over 200 oh. mil. Are you mad? You don't play around with that kind of money no matter who you are. <laughs> this is why This is why I look at, you know, guys who turn down Supermax deal because they want to trade. I'm looking at that 250 million type deal. I'm going... I'm taking that hundred percent. I'm taking that one. I can take it five years, uh, f- two years, two three years into my five year deal. If it's not working out, I'll trade. trade. That's I'll what I trade. Literally, when simple. I've got my money guaranteed. Right? But to come full circle, in it in terms of the Rockets, bro, I, I just think that they really let themselves down by not understanding that they could have had a very talented young core because Christian Wood has already shown he is gonna be a quality, versatile big man for years to come. You had Kevin Porter Jr. Like, and uh, no, you know what? I want to dive into more as well before we wrap it up. Uh, Silas, I love that you brought up Silas, bro, because I, f- I think it's not a coincidence that it's the black coaches that get put in these shit situations. Do you got know what I mean? Like, the, the fact that he had Harden for, and Harden didn't even want to come uh, come training camp, stuff like that. And now they, they've lost 20 games in a row. Do you know what I mean? The season is basically in the toilet, and they're not even, it's not as though they're just not trying to win. They're not even trying to get better. You know I mean, and it's no, yeah. it's just sad that he's in that type of situation. And you asked Nadim, would they stick with him throughout the rebuild? And we know that's not going to happen. Once yeah. they're ready, once they're ready to win, they will get bringing a new coach to lead the way. Um, I think um, we've seen it with. So yeah. we saw it with Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd oh, Pierce yeah. got sacked uh, what a couple months ago for, for the Hawks. Um, name, they brought in Nate McMillan. Even uh, Daniel, your squad, the process, Sam Hinkie. Once the process was over, Sam Hinkie was gone. They brought yeah, in, um, do you know what I mean? They brought in, who's the guy that got sacked again? No. Um, oh, uh, God, um, uh, Brett Brown? Brett Brown. Do you know what I'm saying? So, fam, it, the, the coach that rides uh, all the, the, the bad years, he never gets to reap the benefits at the end, bro. And he had Atkinson with the Nets. Bro, uh, we see it all around the league, bro. Uh, I think it's just, it's just a sad situation. Where where Houston for me messed up is they didn't work with James Harden to find the best trade possible. For Mark Houston. Jackson as well. Mark Jackson yeah, as well. Name. Hey, but names I, on names on names. When yeah, when when you look at okay, we're just talking about OKC and trading Paul George and Russell Westbrook. There was no noise or anything else about I want a trade. It was conversations within the organization and everybody going okay, we'll trade you. Be quiet. Let's try and get the most assets possible. What the Clippers sent for Paul George was a type of deal where, oh, we want Paul George. I know you don't want to give give him up, but please just give us this this guy. So they sent more than they had to because there was a there was a collaboration on all parties to get the best deal possible for both sides. Mm. The Houston Rockets didn't do that. They said James Harden is going nowhere publicly. They made their stance instead of working with James Harden to go. Okay, where do you want to go? Okay, we way. need this. We need this. So I just need you to come to work. Pretend like you want to be here for a while. Let's get. Let's make your trade value as high as possible so that we can get 
a young player back or, or some high draft picks back. And they didn't do that. What they did was James Harden's not going anywhere. Is now public war between James Harden, you know, want, looking bigger than he really is, and you know them saying we're not trading him. And now we've got the teammates fighting. That's where you messed up as an organization. If your player wants to trade, and you realize there's no there's no solving it, you then decide to work with that player to get the both, best deal for both parties. And the Rockets didn't do that. Just shows what their priorities is like, bro. They, that wasn't yeah. what was their priority, like getting the best package. It was just letting him leave. Hundred percent. And like, just to wrap it all up again, like, I just think, um, actually, as a, as a point to the big man, though, it, OKC should be looking at Cat. They should be looking at Cat. Hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah. um, they should look at Christine. Leave soon. Nah, facts. So, I, I so, think he said Christine Wood. Would you say? I think nah, he said Christine Wood, didn't it? Christine Wood at some point because how long will he have to withstand? It's very but, true. Very it's true. true. He's he's very good. Like he's better than that situation. But yeah, no. Nah, just to wrap it all up, like the Rockets just made a major mistake in terms of what they did with the um whole James Harden fiasco. Um, just as Nadim and Darren have pointed out, bro. There were so many different avenues to go with um, how to go about this situation. And they just chose the one which ended up leaving them with Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk, and, and a boatload of picks, bro. One, one thing, you know, the NBA is a star-driven league. You don't fight your players. You don't fight your players. There's no especially, if, especially if there's no way out. If your guy's on a five-year deal, cool, you have all the leverage. Mm-hmm. But if your guy is literally on his way out, like rejecting a eighty million dollar no. extension, two years, one hundred, two years, one hundred, yeah, crazy. <laughs> yes, well, when you're rejecting that extension, one, you're good, you're set, good, your bank account is healthy, <laughs> and two, you're just you just have no leverage anymore as a team, and you have to be working hard. To he offered me two years, a hundred million. I'm coming to work every single day with a smile on my face. <laughs> I don't care what happened. Uh, well, mean, meanwhile, James Harden was coming with a belly full. Do you know what I mean? Yak super from the side of his mouth. James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 100 million. Yes, boss. Yeah. Uh, James, James Harden is a waste man for the optics. He he was a waste man. Like, <laughs> what he did was so bad. He's doing everything he could to get out, bro. Everything it was, he could. It was crazy. I don't know how, how easy this guy loses weight because one day. It looks terrible. And next day is on the Nets. It's two things as just a final, final point. One, just look at the way the OKC handled the Westbrook situation. The way, like, obviously I got onto um, Harden for the way he left. But then when I think about it more and more, it's the the, the Rockets were in prime position to get the best deal they could have possibly got. And they just chose not to do that. So, boy, look at OKC, they're, they're laughing. Just help help your guys. If if Harden doesn't want to stay, you have that conversation, and you go. And just everybody has to be on the same page. Yeah. You shouldn't be fighting your star players in public. It's just a bad look. Yeah. And Daniel, uh, it's just a last point. It's not a coincidence that things started going downhill when the new ownership arrived. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Matt D'Antoni, Maury Harden, all left. Once Fatia arrived, that shows you the power of. Do you know what I mean? How it, it all starts from the top. Do you know I mean, that's what yeah. do you know what I'm saying. Whenever I'm talking about Manchester United, bro, it, it's not. It starts from the top, bro. Do you know what I mean? Like ooh, the power of ownership. It, it, it's it's it. Obviously, because we don't, it's not clear to us as fans. We don't really discuss it as much. But mm. it's it, it's something that that like I don't know. I think it just needs to the, be understood a little bit more. The impact that the the leadership actually has on the organization. What's the saying? The fish rots from the top. No. If your organization isn't down. pulling in the same direction from the top to bottom, you're not going yeah, anywhere. Look and at the, why... the Lakers. Look at their ownership. Everybody oh. knows. What Forget current NBA. That's why when I tell people that the Bulls were only the Bulls because, like, obviously, of course, players matter. But fam, when you got ownership working in the right direction, getting the right players, getting the perfect players, bro, you're always going to be successful. Facts. Also, hiring the right people because exactly. yeah. you hire yeah. the right people in situations. You don't have to have a hands-on role in the day-to-day running of the team. And it yeah. seems like the Houston Rockets owner has a hands-on role. Yeah, that's, man, and that's that's exactly. where. We... Meanwhile, United are hiring Ed Woodward. Oh, where do we? Anyway, <laughs> that's where we'll leave it today, man. Um, it was a great show. As on the court, able to dive into a lot, man. I'm always enjoying talking NBA, man. It's just I like the NBA, man. It's chill. There's a lot of narratives. It's easier. Uh, fam, there's so much. Yeah, so easier much links education. for sure. It's better education, I think, for me. With with football, 
now a lot of people think they can talk football, so it makes it harder to have good conversations. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but no, now I with the NBA, it's a lot of education. If you want to get into it, get into it, like and and listen, like we there's a lot of podcasts, great podcasts out there, including ourselves, who are just trying to educate, man. And that's what that's what we'll continue to do, man. Mm. But obviously, like, comment, subscribe, do all of that good stuff on this video. Uh, make sure you're subscribing to the channel. Um, almost hitting two fifty. So we keep keep pushing, we keep grinding. Um, Obviously, tomorrow we got the Football Heritage Show back again. Um, Yeah, great stuff coming this week. Nadim is obviously back with the Euros. NFL Fantasy Draft should be out by Friday. Should be fire, man. Fire episode. Got Nadim on. There's a squad of us, so should be a fire episode. 100%. NFL Fantasy Draft. You heard it here first. Next week. Yeah, next Monday night with the Euro Expert talking everything European football and European content. Obviously, what? Football was back this week. Thank God. Finally. Yeah, man. Great stuff coming your way. But from the guys at Eyes on the Court, we out.